Welcome, everybody, to a brand new show on Grand Fork's Best Source called Drones, Code, and People. It's going to be fun. Uh, we've been working on this for a while. Tommy Kenville with Eyesight Drone Services. Johnny Ryan with a hive in the studio. We're going to be doing this often. We'll get a little background on both of these guys. We'll find out what they do. And we're just going to go from there as this series morphs and, and, and evolves into uh, what we know it will. It's going to be a great time. Uh, before we do talk, though, I want to mention this one more time. Fundraiser for the Sons of the American Legion tonight at the Pizza Ranch from 430 to 830. Uh, I know you guys wouldn't care if I did that. So um, go support the newly the newly founded Sons of the American Legion. They never had one in Grand Forks, which surprised me. All right, um, we're going to go. Now, now, here's the deal. I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, I am, well, I'm going to play the role of the dummy because I am when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, I've known Tommy Kenville for a long time. We actually went to school together, uh, junior high school, high school. I've known him forever. Johnny, um, just starting to get to know him a little bit, but we're, I'm going to pick these guys' brains the best I can today. We're going to find out what these guys are all about. And, and like I said, this this thing is going to grow and it's going to morph and it's going to evolve and I cannot wait. I'm going to start first off to my left, uh, Johnny Ryan. How are Thanks you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. Um, I just met you a couple weeks ago. Yep. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I don't want. I, I don't want to know anything about the hive yet. I want to know about okay. Johnny Ryan. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I guess a coder by trade, uh, programmer, software, hardware. Um, my background: I used to teach uh, programming in an immersive boot camp at Rocket Space, San Francisco. You're a brainiac. The, I try to learn stuff. Okay, okay. So, uh, self-taught, I don't have any uh, oh, wow. formal engineering background. I was disclaimer to Target Corporate that I no, have no, no engineering crap. degree when I was teaching software engineering. So um, learned from a lot of good people there on my team. But yeah, I've been teaching coding, um, coding myself on projects for friends, family, other people. And then I, when I moved to Grand Forks, I started getting into... Well, actually, I met Tommy. Yep. And that was pretty much my intro to uh, drones. We had some stuff at Target Corporate where they're... You know, trying to build drones to chase away birds on HVAC yep, systems. Yep, but yep. primarily when I got to Grand Forks uh, and met Tommy, we started getting into all types of ideas, drones, UAS, autonomous systems. So, you know, now I've actually built some um, kind of proof of concept automated drone systems that mm -hmm. can fly on their own. And, you know, there's coding involved to control those and apps involved. So there's all types of you know, technical. Okay. No, no. Johnny, me being the dummy, uh, drones, code and people, the, the, the title of this show. And you talk about coding. Yep. Uh, to me, that's like a coat of paint or putting a jacket on. What is coding? So, I mean, coding basically is, uh, just written logic for, uh, a drone it could be for a drone flying. It could be for, um, you know, for an app that you develop. It could be okay. for your website, basically just logic that you're writing in, in certain languages that, you know, a drone can interpret. Oh, and, sure. Okay. And there's, and there's, you know, there's a lot of it that like uh, the community supports were like, you know, building like an automated, you know, kind of beginner drone. If someone's building one at home, you might leverage like an open source kind of autopilot system. And there's code that they provide you. And then you can write your own custom code depending on what you want to make it do. So is it kind of like, and again, I'm the real dummy here. Is it kind of like instructions and following instructions, but in a computer kind 100%. of way? Yep. It's just, Hey, how about that? I feel better now. It's uh, <laughs> some is sequential where it'll say, you know, you, you write some code that's when it boots up, do this, double check that this sensor works, double check that uh, it's on the ground or the altitude zero, double check communications with the controller, you know, all these things. And then you can basically write scenarios where it's like, okay, when, if it hits a hundred feet, you know, lower or, mm -hmm. or go higher mm -hmm. or, you know, blink a light or flash a camera, 
or you know collect data with a sensor. And, and you know it's all logic. And this is all self-taught. Yeah. And and you must have went to Central. Central. Oh, yeah. there we go. Okay, <laughs> hey, let's do, there. <laughs> Okay, I wanted to add this in because, uh, again, I, I am just starting to know you now. Um, San Francisco? Yep. You lived up, I used to live in Concord. Oh, yeah. yeah I, used and, to, and I used to hang around. I worked in Walnut Creek. Oh, yeah. But uh, what did you think about it out there? It's fun for a while. And for a while, yeah. We were in Palo Alto, so oh, sure. for two years I didn't drive my car. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was kind of nice. You know, I'd take the Caltrain into the city, go to Rocket Space, take it back, um, and then when we, we moved home, uh, my car actually wouldn't start because I hadn't driven it in two years. Wow. You know, that was nice. But then you get, you know, when you're traveling, you know, at any given point, something crazy will happen in front yeah. of you, which obviously that's California. Try driving a motorcycle out yeah. there, man, because I did. Uh, and then we used to take BART. Yep. Bay Area I tried Rapid to avoid Transport. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to do it just because I, I, I lived there, but I was a tourist, I guess. So, I mean, yeah. I had friends that would take me to China. We would take BART to Chinatown to go eat. Yep. Uh, I, that's but, literally across the street was where I was working at Rocket No Space. kidding. Wow. 225 Bush. Uh, yeah. Avenue. Concord Pavilion. Ever been there? Saw Neil Young there. That yep. was pretty cool, yep, too. Yeah, been over there. Cow Palace. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Small world. How about that? Uh, let's go right across. Guy I've known forever, but I'm still going to play the dummy here. Uh, Tommy Kenville. How are you, man? I'm great, Rob. Good. Uh, tell us about yourself. <clears throat> I don't want to know about the drone company. I want to know about Tommy Kenville. Uh, well, um, I went to college in Boston and realized where I didn't want to live in the big city. Came back to UND. Took me six years to get a four. Uh, started in aviation in 1988. Um one thing led to another. Worked my way up at uh, worked my way up at uh, uh, UND Aerospace, mm-hmm. and then in 2001 went on my own, and been an entrepreneur ever since, like you and Paul here. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, I, no matter how hard I tried to get out of aviation, it kept circling <laughs> back. And uh, yeah, when when uh, Senator Hoven was governor. He literally called my cell phone, only like North Dakotans can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, Tommy, what do you think about this industry? And I said, it's going to change the world like the Internet. I just don't know when yeah. because of the FAA. And, uh, and so I got in and helped the state of North Dakota back in the late 2009, 10-ish time. Started our drone company in 2011, I believe. And then we merged with EyeSight and a couple other fledgling young drone guys and they're minority partners now. I own most of it. and We're off to the races, flying in 44 states and eight countries. Wow. Hiring UND kids and working with Johnny. So when you first got into this, did you know it was going to be drones right off the bat? Because uh, let's face it, this was way early. And, and drones were like something you saw on TV or, you know, people might think of, well, I have that little remote control helicopter I can fly in my house. It's kind of the same thing. But no, did, did you imagine that this is what it was going to end up turning out to be. I mean, because it keeps growing massively every day. Well, it seems like an overnight success, but I've been at it 12 years now. Yeah, so yeah. It's, uh, but you could, it was a success already, Rob, in the military, John. <laughs> I mean... Uh, it's all right. It, it was already a success in the military. Mm, sure, and just sure. just like regular aviation, a lot of great things come out of the military that end up being commercialized, you know, from the turbine engines to jet engines. To, so... I, I knew it was coming, but again, at the Federal Aviation Administration, how fast. Mm-hmm. So we got in a little too early, but we could hang on. Sure. And, uh, and then things started to really, uh, I guess, a pun take off in about 2016, yeah. 17. Great pun. And uh, we've just been growing rapidly ever since. And today we have offices, Grand Forks, Fargo, 
Minneapolis, Oklahoma City, and Houston. Probably be in Tampa by April. Wow. Wow. So, and we, we put the offices closer to our work. Sure. And then we have a lot of, a lot of work booked in uh, North Dakota, Minnesota this summer. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Keep my boys closer to home. So, and and when you talk about work, what what do your drones do? When you say, okay, uh, we've got work in in out in Western North Dakota for the next three weeks. What are your what are your pilots going to be doing out there? So we fly all energy verticals. So uh, solar farms, uh, wind farms, uh, cell tower inspections, uh, power line inspections, oil pipeline inspections, oil rig inspections. Mm-hmm county right-of-ways, emergency services. We work a lot on emergency services. Uh, We can do almost anything in drones, but I'm trying to look for repeatable, not not the cheapest work. I'm I'm not in a rush to be a realtor's drone guy. Yeah, right, right, right. We can do it. I don't need a picture of my farmstead. Yeah. Um, um, So, uh, you know, I I knew it was coming. I didn't know when. And the FAA kind of slowly opened the water spigot uh, because our planes aren't certified by the FAA yet. Mm-hmm. They're good, and they're American-made, a lot of them. Yep, but, yep. So uh, our test site here in North Dakota was the first named. I helped organize that back in the day. Uh, we went out to the FAA administrator and said, we have one voice in aviation, and we want drones with our airplanes in North Dakota. We just want to be, do it safe and properly. And UND Aerospace having a major in it really helped. Mm-hmm. Northland having a majors in it. Yeah. All the schools now have some type of drone. Sure, program. they do. Yep. It's like English class, which is great. Yeah, yeah, um, right, right. Now, when people, when they think of drones, um, I used to be this guy. Uh, you think of a drone is because I've seen him, you know, me being the voice at the River City Speedway. You'd see a guy out there with a drone, and and, and I was amazed at it because they're all computer powered or whatever that does everything, keeps it how that thing could be perfectly, it doesn't move a, a millimeter in a 20-mile-an-hour wind is crazy. Well, people think, well, geez, you can't. How can you go look at a wind turbine? You can't see anything from the, the pictures on these things are incredible. Probably, well, not probably, but way better than any one of our eyesights, I would imagine. Yeah, very, very high detail. Johnny would know the right term. I don't, but uh, pixels, it's, it's mm-hmm. amazing. And uh, we have LiDAR. We have NDVI. We got all types of payloads. And uh, uh, most of the drones, all the d- jobs are set up to do autonomously. So the pilot kind of stands there and watches to make sure nothing goes wrong. And Is that what autonomously means? They, yeah. they can see it in you sight? Pro- you program it like a, a computer, and it does okay. it. Flies the flight path. But if something goes awry, sure, the pilot sure. has to take over and... You You know, know, um, I was lucky enough to go, uh, I'm kind of getting off key a little bit here or off whatever, but um, I was invited uh, out to the Grand Forks Air Force Base one time on a media tour and and the drones are, if you could put people in there, you'd probably put 20 people in this thing. They're huge. And again, it's people perceive in their mind, it's a drone, it's just... These things are huge and and I thought, okay, this is all top secret stuff. I can't believe it. He goes, no, you can take pictures, but do not take a picture of the tail numbers and i get it now because when you talk about autonomously um these aren't obviously it could be somebody in grand forks flying a drone over in saudi or 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 afghanistan or whatever and that's why they don't want the tail numbers shown but um drones are crazy i no, mean so, it, it just so the ones out at the airbase are autonomous okay uh now the biggest one t- today in the world is a global hawk which we, yep. we have many of them here and they're all operated from here but the wingspan is as big as a 757. Yeah, yeah, they're huge. 36 hours in the air. 
You know how much data you can take down in 36 hours? 36 that? hours. That's crazy. Fly all the way to Australia in one flight. And it, and it leads me to a good point, and we'll learn more about this over the year, but there's three different, there's three or there's four different levels of drones. There's tethered drones where you don't have to follow the FAA because they're tied to something. Oh, sure. Okay. And then there's the ones we fly, the smalls under 55 pounds. But okay. Our 55-pound drone has a 12-foot wingspan, seven hours wow. gas-powered. Yeah, yeah. And then you go to midsize and then the uh, the bigs, like out at the okay. Grand Sky. Okay. You know, uh, drones is in the news all the time. It's like you said, it's like English now in, in high school. Um, is... Is North Dakota the leader in the industry? I mean, you hear so many Northrop Grumman, you know, Eyesight, all of these different companies. North Dakota, they, did they kind of jump ahead of everybody else on this? I mean, look at us. We're one of the least populated states out there. Um, it, it's not like we're the, the mecca or the hub of all of this, you know, fancy, smart stuff. But we kind of are, aren't we? Well, it goes back to our overall can-do attitude in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, I look back, and our, our code and our governors, it didn't matter what party you're in, uh, John, they were, they're were they in. Mm-hmm. They, they see the benefit. They sure. saw what aviation had already done for our state, whether you're a crop duster or military or UND Aerospace or the Happy Hooligans. People like aviation in North yeah. Dakota. Yeah, And uh, I was a part of it at the beginning myself and, and uh, Senator Hoven now. Um, and we helped write the bill, and we said if you're going to test drones, you should test them in all four seasons. Yep, we got that. Because it has yeah. to we have that for Absolutely. free. Absolutely, yeah. And our sparse population and our open thinking, it, there wouldn't be picketing and there wouldn't be trouble. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and But what we did is we kept everybody in the loop since day one. We'd go to the North Dakota aeronautics shows, and we'd go speak around the state, and and say, hey, they're not. It's going to help all of us, and yep. it's going to help every industry. Sure. And so, you know, the overnight success twelve years ago, a lot of people, other than myself, put the effort in. But we uh, we went to the FAA administrator first, and as a state, we had one voice: we want drones, mm-hmm. we want them, and we want airplanes. We don't want restricted airspace, and we want to be the leader. We have one voice in aviation, and even Minnesota, Oklahoma, New York, they couldn't get to one voice. In their own state. Yeah, yeah. Because the schools wanted one thing, the military oh, sure, wanted sure. the other, private industry wanted the other. And it wasn't easy, but it worked. Yeah, yeah. And we got picked first, and then they picked six others. And and uh, all the different sites kind of do a little bit different area. We went for the big the big pole with Beyond Visual Line yep, of Sight. Yep, yep. And that's when it will really go. I mean, you can make a living with the rules now, but when, you can fly, when I can fly to Devil's Lake from right here with our big drone and back, how you can really take down data or bring supplies. Mm-hmm. Or- sure. Um, and believe me, you're coming up here real quick. I don't want you to think I'm giving uh, TK all the all the news here but or all the time. But um, you're basically, uh, and, and of course, again, I'm the dummy here, but um, was this really the first drone-related company in North Dakota? I mean, aren't you guys kind of the set the footwork for, for look at I mean, you drive west of town. And again, uh, you know, but it was kind of you that got this whole thing rolling. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was stupidity or just I dared, Raymond, or John, but uh, um, we started the first private drone company mm-hmm. in the state. Now there's probably 20 or 30. Yeah, yeah. And we all do a, a little bit different sure, things. Sure, sure, uh, sure. And it's great. You know, right now there's probably over 2,000 emplo- people employed in the state and private industry and public, whether it's the base or the happy hooligans or the universities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that's a wow, because seven years ago there was 10. 
Yeah. So happy hooligans, they're drones now too? Yeah, they fly. And see, who would have ever thunk that? You know, years ago, growing up, I mean, I think your old man, wouldn't he have something to do with He was a happy hooligan. Yeah. And you remember that because, again, if it comes to airplanes or flying or anything, it, it, it just, for some reason it just catches my attention. But I can always remember that. And, and it just shows you how everything is changing now. Um, Johnny Ryan, I didn't want you to think we're leaving you out of here. Uh-huh, um, I'm good. Now, first off, when we talk about the hive, yep. what is the hive? I want to know the history. I want to know how would you come up with the name, all of that stuff. Yep. So the name... Uh, I didn't come up with the name, but uh, a hive is a cluster of drones. Um, so everything kind of revolves around that drone, uh, beehive kind of uh, naming convention. But basically, we are you know a one-stop shop, uh, UAS technology accelerator, if you want to call it that. We have um, <clears throat> we have pretty thick, uh, heavy criteria around uh, our application process to even become a member. So we're you know super focused on anything autonomous, anything UAS, anything you know, data in the mm-hmm. sky. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to connect to that. It's not just, you know, we do have a lot of drone uh, operators. We do have a lot of drone manufacturers, but it's not just that. There's other peripheral roles. You know, there's uh, investing support for that. There's, um, you know, marketing support for that. So there's all different ways, you know, that people can kind of be involved uh, and excited about the UAS industry. And we, we make sure that we we filter out, you know, the right uh, folks to come in there. Yeah. Obviously, we, um, you know, at the top of our list are American companies that are going to support, you know, the American kind of way, right. way of life. And, uh, you know, we, we try to do our best to make sure that, you know, no one's getting past that filter. Um, and we have now I think we have. Um, so since we opened our doors, June 1st was uh, we had a couple of tenants that we kind of let in before June 1st. But June 1st was our kind of opening date of when we could actually sign, uh, you know, lease, okay. leases on paper. And so since June 1st, now we have, I think, 22 or 23 members. Some have full offices. Some have all their employees there. Some only have one or two employees. Okay. And we have quite a few companies coming to us from uh, other states because we were, you know, in my opinion, and, and I think it's truth, that we're the epicenter of everything U.S. I mean, there's technology here that you literally can't find anywhere else. Right, right. It's through the, the federal test site. So there's radars that if you need to leverage that to test something, you, you can't just go buy one and go plant it sure. in the middle of, you know, your property. So, you know, we have these companies that we've attracted and Grand Forks has helped us attract, Grand Sky has helped us attract a ton. And they're coming from, you know, Virginia, military areas, they're coming from, you know, California, all different uh, areas. Um, and so, you know, we're growing. We have all of our locked offices are full. Um, we have kind of some flex space that other uh, members use. We have a future phase two that's going to finish construction uh, in April, and we're already over 80% full wow. for that. Um, so, I mean, it's, it, it really is a place for, um, you know, the right companies to get together and collaborate. Like a lot of these companies compete with each other Monday through Friday, but then the next week they're working on an RFP together with four other companies. And Tommy, you know, has probably worked with every company that we have in there. So, you know, it's, it's competitive in a good way, but really it's North Dakota first. A lot of companies are like, Hey, if we all get there. Everybody wins, you know. Did you give him a list of uh, things we were going to talk about? Because he just answered like eight of my questions for me. But <laughs> he's a pretty smart cat. Yeah, no kidding. Self-taught. Um, now, I, I, I had heard rumors of the hive. Um, I, I'm not sure how long ago the whole talk about creating this thing started. But um, has it always been about drone-related jobs at the hive? Because I never, until right now, I did not know that. Hundred percent. So that that was an initiative uh, Mayor Bochinski started and really 
you know, stuck. Because uh, it makes sense. Stuck with. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, you know, he had some pushback, I think, early on, but he saw the vision. Um, I came in later and, and was there to kind of open the doors and get the right companies there. But ultimately, this was Maribel Chinsky's initiative to um, to make it a drone-focused sure. UAS tech accelerator. And then, you know, we have um, funding that we received from the EDA uh, for an economic development uh, grant. Uh, so that was, you know, $1.2 million mm-hmm. to upfit uh, our current building, and, and we've just run with it. So, I mean, we've really tried to create an environment where – you know, if somebody's a member, they, they don't have to pay all these costs to like host an event and invite other members in uh, or invite outside parties. And we've had quite a few events where like, you know, the you got the TRMC folks coming in. You got folks from all these big companies that are related to, you know, military testing. And they want they come to an event at the Hive and meet all our tenants. And it's, it's really good for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of it's like. You know, guys like Tommy and Tom Sawyer, and them, they're, they're busy. They're working. Sure, sure. And someone might need something from them, but it's its not always easy to send an email back and get back to everybody. But it might be a quick conversation at the Hive where, you know, you meet three or four people that you're trying to get in front of and yeah. check the boxes. Yeah. And then there might be some project that they're all working on. You know, you know? it's funny because uh, we talk about Mirabo Chansky. He stopped in here right before we went on the air. And we're all friends with Bo. He's a good guy. And, but there's 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 the... The, the Bochensky haters out there. And I'm sure some of them, if you're watching this show, going, well, why the hell do they need a place in Grand Forks for all these drones when they're here? In Grand-? But they're not. A lot of these companies are not from Grand Forks, like you Correct. mentioned, Johnny. They're from other states all around the country. So, yes, we do need something. And if we are going to be the hub of drones and things like that, what's well, just... It- that's just common sense. You got to yeah. do something so like that. Pretty, you got to have a facility. A pretty good example of outside companies that I mean are wonderful companies that are uh, you know national companies with. Uh, I'm thinking of two off the top of my head. One has 2,000 employees. The other has 85,000 employees. Wow! And so they basically planted their kind of leadership team here, yeah. and and they want to grow it from here. So they might have one person at the hive turns into two, three turns into maybe thirty. You know, and, and a company with 85,000 employees is something we want to attract to Grand Forks, you know, versus other cities. And, you know, even 2,000 is, I mean, these are massive companies. Yeah. Um, now, does the Hive, obviously, this is going to keep growing. I, I can't see it getting smaller. Do you have enough room to accommodate? Are you going to have to already, maybe you're already thinking about, which we might need to add on here. Or, or yeah, I mean, at this point, we're, uh, we're trying to be as sustainable as possible for the city. Uh, and we're, we think that we're there. We have... Our construction um, came in under cost for our second phase, uh, second floor remodel. Our initial goal, which I knew we would be ahead of that, but for just you know what our goal was in front of uh, the, the committees was twenty percent, twenty percent full by the end of twenty twenty four. And uh, I already have leases signed for you know a couple of them, five year leases signed uh, for over eighty percent of that wow. remodel. And wow. that's that's another seventy five hundred square feet. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're we're pretty much at, you know, almost at capacity. And and a big thing is uh, you know, we we have the space. It's not just like, you know, my and my background was with uh, Rocket Space, so I understand just like the shared space model. But at Rocket Space, let's say that uh, Let's say you have a three-person company and they have some smartwatch, Samsung smartwatch that they work on or they got by Samsung. When they get funding, they might need to hire three more people. Well, there might not be a desk when they go to the right or to the left. Oh, sure. There might be a conference room. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they'll expand into a conference room and basically just take that over as their office space. Yeah. Well, at Rocket Space, every single thing you do is pay to play. So it's $200 an hour for conference room. Now you're using it 24-7. That's right. a huge cost, but that's what you got to do. With ours, The member, if you're a member paying... 
whatever membership uh, level you're at, same access. There's no additional costs. And uh, we, we also just up- upgrade our infrastructure. We have uh, the ability to host racks um, securely. We have uh, two gigabyte per second upload dedicated pipes. So the internet that we have is very, very, very fast for upload. So normally with, uh, you know, when you think about internet speeds, it used to be the conversation of download speed. I want to watch a video. Well, now it's drones upload speed. So, you know, as Tommy's cameras and drones get more advanced, the larger the files are, the longer it takes to upload them. So let's say Tommy has some commercial pilots that, you know, have all these degrees and are, you know, they're kind of their chief pilots. Well, he doesn't want to have them sit around for 10 hours waiting for something to upload. So he might be able to come to the hive, run it through our connections, our pipes. And basically in 20 minutes, that guy might be in Oklahoma by tonight because he finished the project. So ours is five times faster than Fargo's tech center, Emerging Prairie. There's, I think it's 400 megabits per second. I'm sure they'll upgrade it after this podcast, but... Um, <laughs> and you're over there nodding like you know what the hell he's talking about. To me, he's talking a different language. It's no, like, I do. <laughs> I can't run it, John, but I know what he's talking about. Okay, so where is the Hive? Where is it located? So the Hive is just a kitty corner from City Hall. So, okay, okay. Um, so right by the hub, downtown. You know, uh, again, and I want to bring up uh, Mayor Bo Chensky here for just a minute. Um, you know, it's been hit and miss. Uh, you know, we, we thought we were doing a good thing with the Fu Fong thing. We turned out it wasn't. Um, how important is he? Um, uh, and, and I'm not throwing our previous mayor under the bus, but it seemed like to me, um, you know, he got that nickname downtown, you know what, forever. Um, it was just to make it more I don't know, aesthetically friendly, uh, more bar friendly for college kids. I don't know, but it seems to me like our current mayor is trying to get this whole thing going here. He wants not only just bars and restaurants downtown, he wants business downtown. I mean, right now we're turning into a small, almost a, like a big city because now with with the, the, the new um, you know uh, local grocery store Monopoly downtown and, and all the apartment, everything could be downtown. You don't even need a car now. And the same with a job. But um, I think he's trying to bring that whole thing to the entire city now. Well, I better take this one since Johnny might, you know, be employed. <laughs> no, uh, I think he does great by the entire city. You know, yeah, the downtown was one thing. And as you know, John, after the flood, everyone focused on sure. both, both downtowns. Yep, and yep. And I last, get that. Our last mayor was great for his time and that. And to have Brandon come in as not a politician and just somebody that wants to get stuff done. Um, I'm so thankful about the Fufang project because finally our city has a has a – a, a roadmap on any new business sure sure because back when i built the hilton and did a few things uh, the, it was it was uh, the wild west yeah yeah do and, what and, you want and so now if you or i come in there today with a big business plan here are the five steps yeah and yeah. I, I love that and that came out of that that deal sure sure so um so the good with the bad yeah exactly so i'm really pumped about where the town is going um i think brandon's done a good job of leading yeah he's got a lot of common sense um he likes obviously the the drone industry, but he likes agriculture and he likes uh, UND, and mm-hmm. so it's just a really it's it's been a good fit, I think. You know, one thing I tell people because he is my friend and I do back him, and I know the Hu Fu Fang thing was just whatever, but um, the guy could have lived anywhere he wanted, anywhere he wanted. He chose to come to Grand Forks, back to Grand Forks. And try to make it even better for his family and his kids and for all the residents here. So um, I applaud him. I applaud him. Uh, you know, and we didn't cover this real hard, but uh, whether it's Brandon or Johnny here, I mean, Johnny had a, a newborn about three, three, six months, nine months old, mm-hmm. his son Finnegan. And, and I ran into his father somewhere and I knew the family, but not Johnny. Yeah. 
And his dad said, I have no idea what he does, but he needs to meet you because <laughs> he did coding and he yeah, did yeah. computers and his dad did, you know, mm-hmm. so doctor. But, but guys like Brandon or Johnny or that, that 35 to 30 to 50 come home. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. See, here's, here's the boomerang. Yeah, this, this is how dumb I am. Uh, when I think of coding and I hear coding, I think of some guy in, in, a, in a big chain store at night with one of those little guns, like figuring out. That's how dumb I am about this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, I, I want to go back to the drones a little bit. Now, we hear Grand Sky. You've mentioned it a few times. Um, everybody knows the name around here, but I don't know what they really do. I know they have something to do with drones, but uh, what's the difference between Grand Sky and EyeSight? Well, uh, Grand Sky is, uh, is the developer of the drone park. Oh, okay, okay. And so uh, uh, the county, and, and uh, there was a couple of bidders, and Grand Sky came in, and, and uh, Tom Sawyer and his team are extremely uh, uh, good at redeveloping public property, real estate, things like that. And uh, they came in, and we went to the National Drone Show, and, and Tom can really, he's really uh, uh, good at promoting and mm-hmm. selling and and it just so happened that through all this, uh, through good people, good sales, and good timing, I believe, they landed a Chevy and Ford. Yeah, sure. North, right, Northrop right. Grumman yeah, and yeah. General Atomics. And so they do, they do the private work on that side of the, air, uh, the base, but they share the same runway. Mm-hmm. And so the, the base side can't have international pilots on it. Oh, okay. But, okay. The, but Grand Sky can. And then because things were going well and because the people like living here and like moving here from California, then they've added more and more missions all the time. Sure. So we, we don't compete at all. In fact, I do a lot of a small drone work for them. Yep, yep. Um, a sub or they, whatever. They have weather companies. They have the companies like Raytheon. I mean, all the guys, all the people that provide to the big drones are right. put, putting people here. Now, you know, drones are a smart thing. I mean, and let's face it now, and, and I'm not throwing you under the bus here, TK, at all, but um, with the drones, I don't think people realize where the guys like Johnny Ryan comes in, but um, these, it wouldn't be as good of it is as it is right now without him or him, without you. It, it's like the combination that really needs to be there, doesn't it, for yep. this to be 100% effective. For sure. Okay. Um, now... How does or, or okay? I want to talk about um, what is Vantis, the FAA test site. Uh, we all know what FAA is, but what is Vantis and, and what is this test site? So we were selected first by the FAA to allow drones to fly. Oh, okay, okay, and yep. so that was called the uh, North Dakota um, UAS test site, and then that that launched about ten years ago, and our our state legislators have done a great job supporting it, and and they allow companies like mine to fly. Do missions that weren't legal before, and I don't mean illegal, but by the the the, the rules of the air. And so uh, they they've set up, and then a company uh, called Talus, uh, the one that Johnny mentioned with eighty five thousand worldwide employees, mm-hmm. they do the radar. And so both of those pieces are extremely important to me because I need the radar so that I can fly from here to Devil's Lake today, or here to Fargo today. Yep, yep. Uh, and then. Uh, the, the Vantis and the test site have the relations with the FAA in Washington, D.C. So as a small company like mine, John, I can't, I can't go out to D.C. monthly and ask them, can I fly this now, can I fly that, can I do? 
And the FAA has been super. We've been used in quite a few emergency situations. Well, sure, yeah. Then they and, want and, you. And then, then they get the paperwork oh, yeah. done yeah. overnight. Absolutely, yeah. We had a power pole thing in Montreal, Williams County, out west. Yep, yep. And they had paperwork to us by sunup the next morning, and then we looked for a boy who drowned in the Yellowstone River. Yeah, Same yeah. Same thing where, bam, they got the paperwork. So uh, we have strong relations with them. Each one of the other six test sites do something a little unique in it. We've gone for the beyond line of sight in the bigger ones mm-hmm. uh, as, as our kind of mission. Uh, sure. My company as well as the Bantus and... So, so do you have anybody in like the, the, the wind turbine industry or any of these guys that, that like don't like you because you're taking their jobs? Because it's still... You fly your drone up there, and they go, "Look, hey, this has got to. Your drone's not going to fix it. <laughs> I mean, they still have to get somebody up there to take care of stuff, right?" So it it, it, it is a tough sale. You know me, John. I've been selling for a while. Yeah. And uh, but you take like uh, the electrical companies. They're so used to two guys getting in a pickup and driving around and looking exactly. at the pole. Exactly. Yeah. And so now what we do is we tell them what poles to go to mm-hmm. you still have to go look yep yep but now instead of looking at a thousand you look at a hundred yeah and you can prevent the problem right instead right of, instead it, of an emergency yeah so. and, it, and it's not it's not the guy um getting the salary or the hourly wage it's the the people that own the company or or the the you know the co-op or whatever it is that's you know essentially where everything comes from so anyway you can save money it trickles downhill to everybody including the consumer uh you know when it comes to things like that now with with und university of north dakota is 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 always been so heavy in general aviation aeronautics and all of that stuff how does this all play into the drone industry well i'm i'm as you know i came from general aviation and uh if we wouldn't have such a strong general aviation society, whether it's crop dusters or private pilots, or uh, we wouldn't have the drone industry mm-hmm. because we, we have we're we're a world class in aviation on all the things I just mentioned, and then for a company like ours, out of our thirty employees, I bet twenty four or twenty six are from UND. You know, because right. I hire them right before they walk the line. Some of them, you know, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, so we needed them as pilots, and I knew they understood airspace, and I knew they were probably from the Midwest and work hard. And, uh, you know, so we needed the programming in order to build our company. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of, it's like the airline industry. Some of my guys left and went to Northrop Grumman. Sure, Some sure. of my guys went to General Atomics. Yep, yep. Some went to fly airplanes because the airplane's hiring right now. So uh, we're fortunate to have programs like UND and Northland around, but... Now there's UND, Northland, NDSU has it in ag, uh, Wapiton School of Science has drones in their survey department, uh, Lake Region has them, uh, Williston, we just helped Grant Sky and our company did a consulting deal out there to help them find their space in the drone industry. And it's great. It, it's a, throughout the whole state, Grand Forks and the Hive are the epicenter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, and companies like ours, we have an office in the Hive and we have our own property. Why? Because of the networking and the internet. Sure, sure. Um, I did, signed a deal with one of Johnny's tenants you know, a week ago. Yep. And I knew the company for a long time, but until we hung around together. Yeah, yeah. Then we said, hey, let's do this. Let's you know, see. it's funny because many, many years ago, I went to Northland uh, for radio and television broadcasting. But back then, it was aviation mechanics was so huge. Now, now the drone thing is kind of elbowing them out a little bit in but the drones are getting so popular and so many more people 
But you look at the airline industry, they're always looking, it seems like more than ever now for mechanics, pilots, things like that. Do you think guys are just saying, you know what, I like this drone thing a whole lot more. I'm sorry, sorry, uh, you know, Northwest Airlines or whatever, but I think I want to go this route. You're, you're showing your age, Northwest. <laughs> well, okay, <time>. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, How about um, Turkish Airlines? I just flew there last. <laughs> they're, uh, all industries, whether it's in the aviation or drones or uh, construction or electrical, everybody's short right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't totally understand the why of it. I don't know if kids don't work like we used to. Well, obviously, or, yeah. But uh, it, it's tough because uh, they can make darn good money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, it, it, you know, the Northlands and, and the UNDs and, and uh, in the small drone area, the, the chair of the UAS program, I meet with them twice a year. Okay. And he'll say, what should we edit in our curriculum, Tommy? What do we, do we change? Sure. So it's real time. We do a scholarship at UND and I, uh, for drone pilots. And I said to the guy, well, when, when, when should a person get it? And the guy, I used to work with him when I worked there. He said, well, Tommy, everyone runs out of money at the end. Yeah. I'd have it at the end. <laughs> okay. So. Um, Johnny, the coding, was there just a day in your life when you woke up and went, I want to do this? Uh, yeah, there kind of was. I was um, So my wife and I were living in Park City, Utah. And I was in my past life, I was... Uh, Working for Medtronic Cardiac Surgery. Okay. And so I was pretty much on call for any, any surgery that would happen at any of the heart centers. What did you do there? So I was a sales, sales rep, but okay. basically I would train the surgeons and staff oh, sure, sure, in the sure. procedure on how to use the yep. you know, okay. uh, devices wow. safely. And so what happened was I, because I covered so much ground, I was all of Utah, all of Idaho. You know, I get a call and someone would say, well, we, want, we have a surgery and it's in Boise, you know, it's in three hours and they're already prepping for it and they don't have the device and mm-hmm. I'm in Salt Lake. So I got to drive there. Oh, sure. So sure. these drives would get so long or be the middle of the night or just, you know, through a snowstorm, whatever. And so I would listen to programming, um, programming videos yep, to just yep. kind of absorb stuff. And uh, it actually started because I was waiting so long for surgeons to show up for meetings because they'd be so late. It'd be like, yeah, here it's at 12. They show up at four o'clock in the afternoon, you know, to yeah, just kind yeah, of right. par for the course. So I'd sit and read these books and I, you know, cause I really wanted to learn one of the devices I was selling was kind of technical, kind of like a super iPad for the OR mm-hmm. for like data. And so I really wanted to learn more about that, but I, I didn't have, have any friends that were programmers. Nobody would teach me. I had one buddy who kind of did it, but he was always kind of shy on showing me sure, any sure. tricks, whatever. Give me all my secrets. Yeah. So I just started doing these videos. It was a free uh, guy on YouTube called the new Boston. And if you look this guy up, he teaches classes on like organic chemistry, coding, build oh, a car. Wow. I mean, the guys, yeah. yeah. And that's how I got my start. And then basically, uh, Medtronic moved me to uh, to Palo Alto to cover Stanford Medical Center. Okay. And so I'd get up at 5 a.m. I got scrubs on, and I go get a coffee. And at the coffee shop, it's like there's a few guys in scrubs ready to go to the to you know in the surgery or whatever. And then the rest have you know cone headphones on and are coding. You know, so they've been there all night. Called you, Doctor Johnny? No, they, and they've been there all night, and I just kept thinking, man, I want to be doing. I want to be doing what they're doing. Yeah. So, so what you do? Okay, say somebody's a senior in high school. They're trying to decide what they want to do with their life, and they decide, okay, I'm going to pick this university, and I'm going to go to Coding 101. Is there such a thing? What kind of education do you need to even think about getting into the type of work you do? Yeah, I mean, my, I'll probably get uh, pushback from this advice, but. Uh, you know, the coding that I was teaching or that I would kind of tell people to get mm-hmm. into would be 
bypass the college whatever go go sign up for as many free accounts as you can on all the online learning sites mm-hmm. and, and those were ones that i did too because before when i was first started the books were great and i would get those and i'd read them on vacation my wife would be like you're on the beach in bahamas or something and you're reading this very nerdy book i'm like yeah. this is what i want to read you know this yeah. is my free time and i had a plan for that but now it's like you can basically play a video game and learn how to code so someone who likes video games doesn't even realize if I play this game enough, I learned how to code. Oh, okay. You know, and they're they're free, and you can you know, there's a million of them online now where you can find the way that you want to learn, and you know, within two to three months, I mean, you've pretty much bypassed an entire four year degree. Well, you when know. when did Johnny Ryan? When did it smack you in the side of the head and go, "Wow, I can do this and make a lot of money, or do this for a living, and let's do it"? When was there that moment? Yeah, there was that moment. Uh, when I told my wife I was quitting my job and I was going to pay 20 grand to go into a boot camp, So I didn't know where I kind of fit from the self-taught. So I quit Medtronic. My wife was fortunately working for the city of San Francisco in the school system. So I paid 20 grand to go into a boot camp to see kind of where I fit, yep. where my skill level is at, and then learn some new stuff. And uh, it was a great decision because I, I ended up uh, kind of being – higher more advanced than i thought so they hired me out of the boot camp to oh, stay wow. on and keep teaching so, so and most of the other people they come out and they go work for google they go work for yep. uber they go work for spotify you know but there's no guarantee no degree it's, right it's what, the wild wild west of learning to code was 20 grand make it or break it for you at that time in your life 100 yeah 100 yeah. percent. oh boy that's a big jump yeah i mean we were living in palo alto our rent was thirty five hundred dollars a month yeah no laundry indoors it was outside 500 square foot Oh, wow. You know, and our neighbor had the same exact house. They were paying f- five grand a month, and we didn't even want to call our landlord because they'd come back and say, oh, I should charge you five grand a month. Yeah. I mean, it, we were month to month, and we both had full-time jobs. But then I quit my job because yeah, you know, I, I, I just knew that that I was I couldn't right even move. imagine going home to my wife and saying that. <laughs> so um, I, I think I was Johnny's first client in North Dakota when he moved back, and uh, he, did some, he did some tech work for us, and I had him come to our staff meeting, John. And uh, I had a bunch of guys around the table. I had known his family for 40 years, but yep. knowing him for a week or two, I knew I liked him right away. So after the meeting, I said, Johnny, come in my office. I'm going to give you all my passwords. And my employees yeah. are looking at me like, you're crazy. <laughs> and I said to him, listen, <laughs> boy. the combo to the safe. I said, listen, boys, he can already hack into the bank and break into my yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I might as well make it easier when my stuff's broken so he can oh, fix it. Oh, there you it. go. There so you can go. fix it. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he's still my quasi-tech support, you know. Um, Marie Stewart's been texting, uh, and, and I'm going to start from the bottom here. Uh, any story behind the name The Hive? She says, very creative. Yeah, the I mean, the Hive, I think I said it once before, but if you didn't catch it, it's a cluster of drones, and there's some terminology. A lot of the, the uh, bee, beehive tr- terminology relates yep. to drones, sure. the word drone. Okay. Um, so it's a cluster of drones, and we like that because the, the cluster is what we're really trying to create, is the cluster right. of all these companies that have all these different skill sets, all these different uh, people, and really can just, you know, they can thrive off each other and, and pull each other up. I mean, I think everyone could do that. Not to throw another mm-hmm. pun, but the, the lift of all that. So if we pick on you as being the uneducated guy of the group. Um, <laughs> I do have a financial economics degree. Oh, okay. For, okay. For the record. <laughs> so, well, you're acting like you just, you know. Uh, Marie wants to know, how do you use that on your resume without a degree? But uh, do you put that down there, even though it, it has... It doesn't matter. Nothing? I mean, it, it, like, uh, I started... So at, at Rocket Space... Um, there were some folks from Target Corporate coming through, 
And Target was basically going through this big uh, digital transformation where they're trying to be competitive with Amazon. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people that maybe left technical roles to become a manager wanted to get more hands-on experience. So they were in San Francisco originally to send people through my boot camp. Okay. Um, and then when I when they found out I was from the Midwest, they're like, "Well, there might be an easier plan to to bring this in house to Target." So I ended up moving, uh, quitting Rocket Space, and was recruited to Target to teach uh, programming. Target at that point was like just becoming comfortable with like not having a degree. Yep. Yep. Not even a, uh, they were even making it, I think at the time where you didn't even need a high school degree because oh, they wow. needed the people that could do the job. Sure. sure. And so we we're teaching, you know, interns, you know, kind of like rogue kind of programming where you learn it quickly and just immerse yourself. And so I think the industry has come around. Not every company is comfortable. Like you're not going to go to a Northrop Grumman without a STEM degree. That's just not going to happen. But there's plenty of awesome companies that if you can do the coding, they're not going to care at all right. how you learned it. Right. Uh, Zach Seeger says, good work, guys. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, in Minneapolis. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, are you familiar with ManyChat? No. Let's hear it. I'm sure you'll hear about it. <laughs> Forks, Paul. Um, um, okay. Um, now, where is uh, the drone industry? It's growing immensely every single day. Can it get bigger? Where is it going? Will it ever stop? Will it ever reach its peak no i don't think it will but i'd say yes to everything to keep it short no yeah <laughs> no the uh it, technically it could go unlimited technically mm -hmm. but what will society allow us to do so i i've been to your house john and are you ready to have 40 drones come into those five houses a day bringing books bringing food bringing 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 i don't think oh sure so. sure yeah, i don't think so no yeah. if there was an emergency and something needed to get brought there. Yep, yes. Yep, yeah. But uh, I, I just don't see, or where Johnny lives, uh, I just don't see 30 drones on a, on a south end Grand Forks street. Right, right. I don't see society allowing that. But you can probably get it done safely. And sure. overseas, they're doing a lot of these things for emergency medical, emergency food, because there there isn't as many people in the air. Yep. It's it's wide open in Africa. Yeah, and, and that's uh, a different deal, too. They're not using them because they're lazy. Like it, what you said, it's kind of getting to that, hey, I'm going to order Grubhub or whatever, and, and I'm just going to have this drone bring it right to my I don't even have to do anything but walk out to the front door, you know. Yeah. And, 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 and The drone will eat it for you. Yeah, <laughs> the drone will eat it for you. Um, Mr. Wonderful was in town. Uh, Shark Tank, if any of you guys don't know him, did uh, you get to hook up with him for a while? Because I know he takes a lot of interest in this stuff. Well, Johnny can answer most of these questions. I was sponsored Hockey Day Minnesota that day. Oh, that's right. You were up north. So some of my boys were there, and, and we had our big drone there. And, Johnny, you can answer the rest of the questions. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was awesome. It was really cool to see somebody so genuinely excited about North Dakota and more specifically Grand Forks. I mean, even, even atop other cities that, you know, get attention i think he realized very quickly you know i i was with him thursday night pretty much until dropped him off mm -hmm. friday evening after the hockey game and just just seeing everything evolve and seeing his excitement just grow and grow and grow and him to realize there are so many opportunities here that are just not advertised yeah yeah you know you got to be here to see it kind of thing which was exciting because sure. he was here to see it and we pretty much packed in you know two full days of seeing everything while you know him having fun in between business stuff but he got he got what he wanted and and he'll be back sooner how, rather than later how did you end up with that job uh, <laughs> schlepping him around well so uh i i've met his team a few times uh, okay and back in september uh i was dri i was driving them to a, a meeting 
And uh, both of them were, uh, all three of them, his partners were talking about hockey. And I, you know, I was hyping up UND hockey. Sure, sure. Saying this is the best place for hockey in the Ralph. But, it, you know, it was September, so there was no hockey. Yeah. So on the way to the meeting, I said, hey, you guys want to make a little detour? And they're like, yeah, what are you thinking? I'm like, well, let's go to the Ralph uh, Ingleston Arena. So we walked in. And go figure, the guy at the front desk, young kid, had never seen Shark Tank, you know? Oh, yeah. So I said, hey, uh, you know, and I kind of gave him the BS, like, hey, these guys are Shark, you know, Shark, do you know Kevin O'Leary, Shark Tank? And the kid's like, nah. No, no. And I was like, is there any way, you know, you could open up that little gate, you know, the back side of the Ralph's gift shop? Yep, yep. Anyway, you could open that, you know, unlock it, and we could just Let's go. take a little walk around. Go through the, you know, the, the curtains in just, just yep. five minutes. You know, he said, well, let me ask my boss. So he gets on the phone, and he's like, uh, okay, so then he opens. It, he goes, "Yeah, go wild." So I take him in there, and we go uh, down to ice level, and they're oh, taking yeah. photos of the Sioux logos up at the Sioux logo underneath the thing, and they're like, "This is great, this is great." And you know, we start talking like, hey, you know, I sh- we should have Kevin come back and drop the puck at one of the games. So that led kind of our planning. Well, basically, there was one day in 2024 that it might work, yep. and it was January 26th. So back in September, we started talking about that. You know, figuring out is that day good? And we thought, you know, the odds of this even happening are pretty to get, you know, stuff gets sure, bumped or sure. there's a snowstorm or. Yeah, the moon and the stars and everything's you know, got to align just perfect. And it, and it worked out really well. They ended up coming a day early um, and came straight from the, the governor's office here. I, th- I think they even bypassed their Fargo trip yeah. uh, coming back to here because there was enough to see. Sure, sure. Um, and, and we really just gave them a taste of Grand Forks where it's like, this is. You kind of got to be here to uh, to see everything happening, and there were a lot of conversations that you know I don't think can even happen over the phone for business that they're they're looking into. So, you know, they were able to go to Grand Sky, they were able to see UNDs, go to the Hive, uh, meet all of our tenants, and there's conversations happening behind the scenes with a lot of our tenants and local mm-hmm. businesses. So, and uh, I'll be seeing them in a, in a month. They invited me out to their uh, symposium. So, oh, sure, we're kind of keeping that ball rolling, keeping that conversation open to what's possible in grand forks you know and and they're sincere about bringing companies to grand forks mr wonderful they have a uh, mr wonderful jr but, yeah, I was uh, gonna say. <laughs> but uh no they, they did sponsor a room at, at johnny's uh, the hive yep, yep. Uh, they, they've okay. invested locally already they've invested in other north dakota and i just love the between mr wonderful and josh dml you can't bring up north dakota enough worldwide oh no i, I love it yeah yeah uh, I've been selling this state forever, and I can't sell like we, those guys. Right, we, right. we should plug this because we're. I was trying to find a connection to him, but I want to see how we can get Josh to Grand Forks, oh. so he can fly one of Tommy's drones. We can get a video of yep. him yep. flying yep. drones in Grand Forks. We'll make that I, 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 lit, I, I lit that fire already with the Department okay. of Commerce yesterday. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put then, goggles on them. And, and that's going to start here, I hope. Yeah. Uh, the Wonder Fund approved by state was the start of O'Leary in North Dakota. Is that yep. correct, Marie? Yep. Okay. Um, uh, Marie says investments in growth. Forks Paul. Oh, Forks Paul. He knows his wife. Of course, Josh's wife. Yeah, the Fargo girl, I believe. Or originally, was she originally from here? No, Fargo. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, now, when we talk about guests, you know, we talk about Josh and, and Mr. Wonderful and all these. Um, you guys are the movers and the shakers in this world right now. And this, in what we're talking about, um, you, I plan on, and, and I think you plan on too, uh, bringing guests in and, and different oh, people yeah. in this business. What can we see? I mean, this is kind of throwing you guys out there real quick with a lot of thought about it, but what can we see for guests and, and, and what will, will be some of the things that we might start talking about? Well, I've been thinking about it for a long time, John, ever since you guys started your podcast. Yep. I've been thinking about it. We'll have a huge list of guests, and I would guess uh, uh, one of us will be here every time, mm-hmm. but it might be Johnny's guest sure. one month and Tommy's the next, or both. Ben's how it works, but mm-hmm. uh, 
We have them from the large drone companies to the schools to uh, political politicos, the CODEL, yep. who all has a piece in this. I mean, I look at our current governor, Burgum, and his former lieutenant governor mm-hmm. when he was on his track to, to run for governor in 16. Yep. I get a text, Tommy, uh, you have a half a day. I need to learn everything I can about drones. Oh, wow. So I had all the small companies at that time at the Center of Innovation. And then we went out to Grand, Grand Sky. So with the day he won, he was already up to speed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, the legislature, I can't say enough about how important the legislature has oh, been. Yeah, yeah. To, whether It doesn't matter your party. They see that this is good for North Dakota. Yep. And, uh, and it's a statewide thing. Yeah, it's isn't that start- amazing you said that? It doesn't matter the party. All they care about is what's best for North Dakota. And it, it, it's got to it, hit the little sound. It, yeah, it's, oh. it's 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 fun to oh, oh, it's oh. fun to see. <laughs> it's fun to see because you see all this fighting now on national politics. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I have quite a few uh, friends uh, in the Democratic Party that are so supportive of this industry, and it's statewide now. Yeah, it started here. This yeah. is the hub, but it's all over the state. Uh, one of my former employees is working in drones in a reseller position in a drone company in Bismarck. I didn't even know they had one. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yes. You know. yeah. uh, Marie says, I saw yesterday O'Leary said North Dakota is the place to invest. Yeah. New York and California are done. Now, I had this conversation with somebody on one of our shows earlier today uh, about the whole North Dakota, Minnesota, nice and, and giving, how giving people are around here. But we're seeing it more and more now because the people from, well, let's face it, when we talk about political parties from the West Coast, the East Coast, down South, wherever, they're trying to morph into this area now because they know how we yep. are. They know how nice people are. And they know the politics aren't so freaking crazy yep. like they are in some of these. Uh, we do have a question, uh, I'm guessing, for you, uh, Tommy, from Corey Palm. What drones are you using for ag imaging? Uh, we have a Super Volvo hybrid. We have a Sentara. We have M300. Um, we've got quite a few different payloads. All depends what we can do stand counts, we can do weed detection. We're on a project right now for a very dangerous weed uh, that the Ag Commissioner uh, put aside some funding that our company, uh, Grand Farm, mm-hmm. NDSU, and the test site are all one team. Okay. We're doing the flying. Others are doing their pieces. Uh, so that should, uh, we, we, I don't know that we have it yet, but we will probably get it, I would think, because of who our team players are. We're yep. strong. Yep. So I, I would have thought Ag would be a lot bigger by now. But early when we got into this, John, uh, you couldn't process the data fast enough. Oh, sure, sure. Now I can process in 12 hours. It used to be 10 days. Wow. Well, a farmer needs it to make an input decision way quicker. Yeah, well, yeah. So, And farmers are drowning in data, yeah. so you have to show them the special sauce, how it's going to save sure, them money. Yeah. Sure, sure. You know, and people don't realize... Um, that- they think uh, when you say the ag industry, they just think guys out in their John Deere, they're versatile, you know, putting in their 80 acres in. But the ag industry is huge right now. When you talk about Fargo, Moorhead area, uh, it, there's a lot of that's running that area is the ag industry. Um, this for the first show um, is I thought went really good so far. Um, I know you've done this before. Have you? Because you're pretty good. No. <laughs> first time. <laughs> I like the questions. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I love it. And and uh, thank you, because the more shows we do, the more people are going to start finding out about this. And, and they're going to be more like me, because 
I'm I'm learning. I, I mean, I'm in here. I feel like I'm about a three-year-old kid just soaking in everything here. Um, I've done so many thousands of interviews in my life and my career, and you think you know everything, and I don't know jack squat about what you guys are doing. Uh, egg drones are booming. We will have six this year, according to Corey. Uh, I'm guessing he must be a farmer. I don't know. Uh, cool. But I suppose they can, yeah, do that. The, the, the new trend now is spot spraying with drones okay we have one of our guys that has a license to do that we haven't done it yet we have 30 pilots and i'm trying to go where we know the fish are yep oh uh, sure sure you know, but it's it's a it, it can be a good solution for egg so how do they connect do you do this through like wi-fi or how do you get the info um well the the, the drone we use a lot of cellular mm-hmm. um, sure and then it all depends where we're at i mean most of my pickups have 500 add-on antennas so we okay, can i was gonna say I'm, I'm guessing a lot of your areas there's not a whole lot of good service out there or maybe there is i'll show you a map after the show and i might actually have this young man on but one of our guys reported last night uh they have to report into me so i know they're yep. alive and well and sure. all this because they're all over the country and this kid started working for me in 2020 this is his 24th year, and he's done 6,000 flights and 1,600 hours of drone time, and he put a pin at every town he's been Oh, in. I wow. saw that. Yeah, yeah. And I went, whoa. Four years. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And, and so I, I, uh, I texted him, and I said, thank you for posting that. Yeah. Because I'm always curious, where are you? And they put it, but they put the name of the site, not the town. Mm-hmm. They're at the Raymond site or the yep. Ryan site. Yep. I'm like, where, where the hell is that? You sure, know? sure. So cellular, that's basically Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah, I can talk more about that. I mean, uh, it, it all depends on the use case. So if you're around sensitive, you know, if you were around Grand Sky or something sensitive with like the military base, mm-hmm. you're going to have a, some system that doesn't spit data out to the cloud. It okay. basically is localized to like a SD card on the actual drone, and there'd be like a manual process probably to extract that SD card, sure. process the data, and it would never actually hit the internet. Okay. Um, so you can do that. But then the other side of that is you could do it with you know your cell phone, and it's going through the cloud, and, and all the data is being uploaded as you fly. Those are two completely different scenarios. You know, One would be more kind of public use. One would be more kind of private or you know more sensitive data. You know, tell Johnny, tell him about the magic box. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my uh, former company, they uh, Tommy owns one of the boxes, and then the, the sheriff's department here, they use it uh, at the border patrol. But basically, you can plug in any, uh, any uh, output of a, a drone controller, and what that does is it spits out the same video that you would see um, flying the drone. Oh, and, yeah. And my yeah. box would encrypt it, send it to the cloud, and then in the cloud it would decrypt it, and you can watch live feed. Oh, wow. So mili- uh, the police use it for, like, you know, like a meth bust or yeah, something. Yeah. Or at the border. Sure. these guys flew 2,000 miles of gravel road for the oil fields using the box and watching their gas-powered drone fly. And we use it in that search and rescue um, with the kid that fell in the wow. river. And we used um, it at the Johnson Space Center in Houston. Yep. Yep. Man. Johnny was on the team with us at the Johnson Space Center. That boy, was it hot down there. Yeah. Uh, okay, Corey, I knew I knew the name. He's a race car driver. When I'm racing, I'm flying a T-40 egg drone for my company. Okay. I know him from there. And we got to get you guys at the track this summer, too. Um, can you believe it? We've already gone through an hour here. Uh, it goes by fast, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I'm really excited, and we're going to have a killer lineup of guests this year and topics. And so... I'm I'm really excited for this group to blow this up for all, yeah. for all of our organizations. I am super stoked because uh, I'm going to be able, when I go to my favorite watering hole now, somebody asks me a question, I might just say something like, um, you know what, I'll, I'll code that and I'll tell you in here in a little bit. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, let's see if I got this right now. EyesightDrones.com. 
Uh, HiveGF.com. Yeah. Um, any questions, comments, are you guys easily found? Somebody will be able to answer questions or, or tune into the next show. Uh, you guys, this is awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I hope it went half as good yeah, as I'm awesome. thinking this it, it did. Um, uh, whenever we do something like this and we bring in a new show, I, I love it because I get to learn even a little bit more. And, and I've already learned a ton today. So, um, uh, you guys, um, if you're wondering, uh, your birthday's coming up, isn't it? Or it just come Last up? Last week. Last well, I didn't Saturday. get the money in the mail from you, John. Well, but I don't have Venmo. Okay. Well, well mine's on Tuesday, so we're even. How's that? Yours is in the mail. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, we need to get you guys to produce an updated city of Grand Forks map with street names. That's Ooh, a great idea. That's a great idea. Marie. I'll pass that along, Marie. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you guys, thanks. Uh, Thank I know you. you got meetings to go to. This is fun. I, I, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I didn't know what to think. I never do with a new show, uh, especially when I knew we had a rookie coming in. Uh, <laughs> I learned it on my own. I think, but uh, I kind of yeah, should have said that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marie says thank you too. By uh, the way, uh, Tommy Kenville, Eyesight Drone Services. Of course, Johnny Ryan with the Hive. Uh, what a great partnership you guys have, and and I am so much looking forward to this. Uh, again, thanks for coming in, and, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. All right, there we go.